Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Experience Point Starfinder, your favorite queer Starfinder podcast. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate and review our, us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review brightens our day and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of our podcasts on Experience Points, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. If you'd like to support us, we hope you'll consider joining our Patreon. We'd be lost without our patrons. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash experience points. Keep up to date with all of our shenanigans, streams, and giveaways by following us on Twitter at EQPoints. If you want notifications for when we're streaming our episodes before they're released on the podcast feed, be sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash experience points. Please say hi. We love chatting with all of you. Stay tuned after the episode for some more exciting announcements. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, this Experience Points podcast. My name is Kenny. My pronouns are he, they, and this is our amazing cast. Oh no, everybody switched around on the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, my amazing and wonderful cast. <laughs> Hi, Steph. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm Steph. Um, I play our Goran Scholar Solarian um, Navu Paleglade. My pronouns are she, her, Navu's are she, they. Fantastic. Thanks, Steph. Hi, Mackenzie. Hi, uh, I'm very dedicated to getting my character's class and theme correct this time. Uh, I'm Mackenzie, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. I play Dr. Josephine Pepper, also known as Dr. Joe, and I am our uh, human envoy icon. Fantastic. Thanks, Mackenzie. And mm -hmm. Kelrick. Hello, I am Kelrick. I play Throni Ecos, our Patra ace pilot something oh witch warper <laughs> uses pronouns just like i do that's fantastic i got it right so we had to trade off on who uh <laughs> who forgets what their character is this week. i mean what you couldn't see out of frame was me counting on my fingers to make sure i got all of the bits of my intro <laughs> okay fantastic um <laughs> Yeah, I just needed to check our Twitch channel to make sure everything's live. It is. We're getting audio, which is a good thing. Fantastic. This is a banner day uh, for us here at Experience Points. Um, so when we last left off, what were y'all doing? What was going on? What was happening? We were space, space Ubers. Hub. Yes. What do you call it? Space Hub? Space Hub. Space Hub. We were given some, some saplings a ride to some sketchy-ass place. And uh, there's clearly some interpersonal drama happening with them that uh, thanks uh, to we're, you. yeah, we're stirring the we're stirring the pot a bit because they're being douchey. They're they're being <laughs> I'm stirring the pot a bit. Thrawny is encouraging this insurrection. Thrawny finds it funny. I will be it's true. <laughs> <laughs> being space hub, not as exciting as Thrawny thought it might be. <laughs> Awesome. You have Did we land on the? No. I don't no, think no, we no. have yet. Not no, yet. We haven't gotten to that point yet. 
you're in a a following coordinates with the uh, the wandering uh, asteroid, asteroid called Valgab. And what were they? It was like Fernando Mudkip and something else were the saplings. <laughs> At I least Earthen, Mandarin, <laughs> and Blue Spruce. There we go. Uh, Furthen, <laughs> Steph wrote it down. And Madrin. Fantastico. Yep. Uh, three Goran saplings. You have found out that they are from Goris Prime. And uh, they're doing something kind of shoulder shruggy uh, on, on this uh, asteroid that is in the diaspora. Um, and it is called the Wandering Asteroid. Uh, where we left off, um, you all were in an approach vector. Uh, behind the asteroid i think dr joe was trying to get information out of uh madrin uh via book transaction and you all played further his on <laughs> their insecurities no what what happened i had nothing to do with that uh-huh that, that, that was all mackenzie <laughs> I would like to point out I, I was just, not the instigating party this hey, time uh, they were saying what they were saying I just flipped the switch on the intercom they were <laughs> they were just popping off yeah that's very true because he did not have to push hard no uh, all she had to do was like I'm just gonna make sure this is broadcasting and you're gonna go and we're gonna have a much ado about nothing afternoon Exactly. I've brought down many I've brought down many careers and I'll do it again. <laughs> I did it once, I'll do it again. Oh. Gotta have the fake glasses. I have my Joe glasses on. Yes. I love them so much. <laughs> Pop the lenses out of them so I can adequately uh, see Dr. Joe. Yeah, there's nothing quite like looking at the screen and seeing you stick your finger right through the frame, scratching your eyes. It's amazing. Well, you see the light sheening off of mine from my lights. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting effect that you get with those lenses. <laughs> I find they distract my beautiful maroon eyes. <laughs> so, yes. We we had done the intercon thing, then Fern Gully had gone back into the other area and been called out by was it Madrin? Yep. Mandarin? Yep, Madrin. Madrin. Madrin had said something snarky but not really done anything. That's right. And I think that is where we had to stop. Yeah. Uh yeah, basically. Uh, so that is where you all are right now. Um, I don't remember if you left the comms on as it was, but the tableau is Madrin sitting on the safety couch um, next to the, the bookshelf, uh, looking at one of Dr. Joe's books, uh, having just spoken with uh, Furthen and um, getting the, the information that you know, Furthen thinks they're in charge when really it's Madrin who's in charge. Um, and Bluespris has not been seen in a while. Alright, Steph, you're a resident expert on Gorin. Should we turn the temperature up to make them unhappy or down? <laughs> Let's just 
push this over the edge a little bit more. Can we drop the temperature in that room to make the... <laughs> it's like an interrogation setting. You don't want to willingly uh... tell us where you're going or why? Let's see what happens. I'm more concerned with the one that we can't find right now. Oh, I'm all about the drama right now. <laughs> um, but because there's no convenient way to find out in play, I don't know that temperature does a whole lot. I mean, maybe making it cold, but you would also be affecting Nabo. Okay, I suppose that would be a ship thing where we're like, do we have temperature control in each area? Um, Ship's called the GD Hoopty. Yeah, I, I imagine <laughs> if the air conditioning's on, it's full blast. <laughs> Fine. So what are y'all gonna do? Who do you say say mention we haven't found, we haven't seen in a... Blue Spruce. Blue, Blue Spruce. Spruce. Yeah, the, the happy tourist. Now who's actually going to go look for Blue Spruce? Okay. Unless um, Thrani needs, do uh, do you need me here to help you land on the asteroid? Like when it's time, it would be best. All right. Let me know. I'm going to locate our missing passenger. And you don't get a verbal response from a hole, but after a couple of moments that you notice the um, um, display that you requested beyond turns on. Is Blue Spruce in our bedroom? No, Blue Spruce is not in your bedroom. I hope they're not taking over Dr. JP's office. <laughs> um, well, can we ask? Uh, can we ask Ahole where they are? <laughs> can uh, they see everything? I don't know. I mean, um, you can check your sensors. You can, like, I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do on your ship. Ding dong, Ahole. <laughs> um, if you're you're comsing for Ahole, um, you don't really get a response. I say, well, either Ahole's mad at me or broken so or the dm doesn't want to do four voices a hole is being used to process our trajectory as we follow this asteroid they're a little busy <laughs> imagine a hole in like the <laughs> computer equivalent of like a, a, a like a hot room where like they're over a like an abacus and moving beans everywhere and be like no no yes no <laughs> Which is why Navu is getting up and physically going to look instead of using the scanner on the ship. Ha having some idea of how hard this landing is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, should I roll investigation then? I mean, I'm going to beeline for engineering first. Okay. Oh, that's... Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the one place on the ship we told them not to go. Yep, so you're going to go investigate uh, engineering. Yes. Okay. Um, so you head down um, the, the main hallway of the GD Hoopty, and engineering, I think we've said canonically, is kind of the, the whole rear section of the GD Hoopty. 
um, where the engines are posted and everything. Um, uh, you you go down the hallway and you get to engineering and um, the doors the doors closed. Um, you don't see any lights on or anything like that or any uh, lights coming out from underneath the door. Still going in. Okay. You open the door to uh, engineering. And um, what does that look like? We haven't really discussed what doors look like in the GD Hoopty. I imagine it's very Star Trek. (laughs) Sliding doors. Every once in a while, one of them gets like stuck on the corner and it just like (laughs) slants open a little bit. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, this one definitely opens smoothly. And um, you see all of the ambient lights um, from different engineering panels and you have the hum of the engines um, and some whine of actuators trying to maintain the the yawing and pitching of the ship as it's trying to maintain course with this asteroid. So you have a lot of noise going on in the in the back there. Okay. Um, they're, yeah, they're going to start looking at different panels, just kind of doing a general clearing sweep of engineering to make sure that Blue Spurs isn't kind of hiding out somewhere doing something nefarious. Sure. Um, roll, do a check for me. Which check do you think you'd want to use? Um, as I remember, I'm thinking D&D. There is no investigation. There is not. It'd just be perception, I guess. You can do a yeah. perception. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be perceptive. Okay. Please don't biff me. 15? All right. Um, so you're you're walking through the area, um, and um, engineering's not a place that you typically go. You, you go to the, the med labs and use their that equipment for, for diagnostics and, and things like that. Um, you, you, I imagine, only go to engineering if you have to. And so you go in and you notice that um, there is some Goran bark on the ground as you were kind of making your way around some of the equipment. Is it like, is there a trail? Um, Just pieces here and there. It's not like, you know, someone who is um, releasing all of their skin or molting. It's just like, you know, a random piece. I'm going to ask a question that you're going to hate me for. Um, are there any particular like parts of the ship, like like say this panel controls the engine output, that one controls internal insert mumbo jumbo here. Like, is there particular places in engineering where I'm seeing this? Like, that would cause suspicion. Yes, in front of... Well, maybe not suspicion. You could do a, a sense motive. Okay. Oh, the chips are Gorin dander. <laughs> it still shouldn't be there. 17. Okay, so your sense motive. Um, you are standing in front of the AI core. And, yeah, I mean it would be very weird to find someone just hanging out around your AI core. Computers check on the AI. Okay. 
because um, if there's another reason and 15. Looking at it, um, you notice that um, the keyboard's in place, the monitor's in place, but there's a loose panel um, on the, the console. Yeah, I'm opening that. Okay. Um, you open it up, <laughs> and um, the cartridge where a hole was insto- installed into the AI core system is missing. I was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Navu is going to, if we have any kind of like private comm. Oh, yeah. That just goes directly between the crew, not through the ship. Well, I think we're all real gossipy. I think that would be a thing. <laughs> I think it would be, too. Especially if we're bitching about A-Hole, we'd want a way to do it without A-Hole listening. <laughs> Someone has been in engineering, and they removed A-Hole. That's why they are being quiet. Doctor, I'm going to need you to help me shake down these saplings uh, uh, I'm gonna cast charming veneer on you real quick so that when you leave you get those where the fuck are these little trees <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not what they are but that's what I've got <laughs> yeah I'll go I'll go do should I meet uh should I meet you uh in engineering or? exercise with this AI <laughs> huh I will meet okay Um, I will meet you in the mess hall. Sounds good. I start traipsing on over the mess hall, cracking my... uh, I'm going to find a not-there asteroid to see if we can land. Then we can all just figure this out. Good plan. I'd rather do that than just (laughs) wait and see what happens. And hovering in an asteroid belt. So, exactly. What what um what asteroid are you looking at to land on? Anything that is somewhat close to this, but also stable enough that we can land on it and take some time to figure out what's going on. Okay. And so, are you going to do the one that you're chasing, or no, okay. that's the one they want to be on? We're not going for that one. Okay. <laughs> We're going for a different one. All right. Fantastic. Um. So. Let's start with um, oh, let's start with you, Calric, um, with what um, Thrani is going to be doing. So, how are you going to search for uh, an appropriate asteroid? Well, without a hole, I guess I would have to do a computer's check. Okay. So let's see what my plus three does for us. A fifteen. Awesome. Respectable. Um, let's see here and. You're using the ship's uh, sensors, and I think that gives you like a plus one, maybe. I think for our ship, it was giving us plus two. Plus two? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a 17. Um, as you were following this asteroid around the diaspora, um, it's it's basically in, an, in a fast orbit, kind of hovering over large chunks of the diaspora. Um, overtaking many of the asteroids that are there. Um, You are able to see um, and and find several um, asteroids that you think you could land the Hoopty on without problem. Um, It would take a while to 
get a uh, another uh, coordinates uh, to chase this asteroid again, though. I care a whole lot less about this Uber thing than uh, get making sure we still have a hole. Okay. So I will go ahead and drop us into on onto whatever asteroid there is. Fantastic. Okay, so um, roll a piloting check for me. Okay, please don't be a terrible roll. I have a plus nine to this. Nat 20! Fantastic. <laughs> so I'm, instead I am going to land on the asteroid that they want. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I don't mean that. <laughs> no takesies backsies. Okay, um, yeah, no, so um, the... The one asteroid you you picked out as the best candidate uh, amongst the ones that you found, um, if you're able to change your vector, your approach vector, and you're able to spot the perfect landing site. Um, so all of this is going on while we will zoom in on Dr. Joe Pepper. What is going I'm, on, Dr. Joe? I'm traipsing to the to the mess hall, going to wait and wait for Nabu to arrive. And it would not take long. Um, Navu would have the Goran rind pieces mm -hmm. in their hand. Okay. Um, oh, what's that? Proof that it was one of our passengers. I wonder if this breaches the terms of service for Space Hub. Most likely. Uh, why but why i'm just i'm confused why they'd want to i guess i mean well if i recall yeet and thrani found a hole on an asteroid we don't know who created them oh that's before my time so there could be more to this in that regard so maybe we were always a target not just a random space hub. It is possible. What should we do about it? Should we just kick them off or try to steal A-hole back? And I am very much of the mind of confronting them, but you are better with people than I am. Surprisingly so. I don't, I, I just, <laughs> it's the charm. I don't know what it is. So uh, that was why I wanted your assistance. Of course. I'd help you with anything. Thank you. We may have trouble with our AI, but they're still our AI. I honestly kind of like the personality, not gonna lie. Most of the time. <laughs> so what do we find these little, these little snoops? Well, last we noticed, Blue Spurs is pointedly missing. I still have not found them. For the moment, if you can keep the two of them in your sights, I'm going to at least check in the restroom since Thrani cleared our quarters. Sounds good. I'll go find the others. And so Navu is going to still check quarters. Yeah. Because yeah. it just dawned on me that they would be aware of blind spots and cameras. Fair. Um, let's follow Dr. Joe, and then we'll come back to you, Navu. From the, see, you were meeting in the, the mess hall? Yeah. So from the mess hall, you are going to where um, you last saw Furthen and Madrin. Yes. Okay. So you go to, I guess, the passenger quarters? Um, or 
forget where where the the safety couch is now. It's in the mess hall. Is it? Okay. So the way, yeah, the mess hall is attached to like a secondary entertainment quarters, which could have been a second crew quarter, but we decided to make that more of a quote unquote family room that's attached to the kitchen. So it has sort of that feel to it. Okay. And then we have our room, which we all share. Luckily, none of us snore. Um, Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, um, all you have to do is go a little bit further into the mess hall and you find the the area where um, the rest of the passengers are, are doing their thing. And it's just the two of them, right? Uh, yeah, you you do only see Furthen and Madrin. I, uh, I sort of approach and I say, all right, who's excited for the landing? We're close. Where's, uh, where's your friend? Furthen kind of just grumbles and pointedly buries their head towards their comms device and just continues working. Um, Madrin looks up uh, from the draft copy uh, that you gave them of um, oh, I forgot what the name of the book was too. Dang oh, it. me either. I made up a bunch of them last week and I, or two weeks ago and I forgot which one this was. It was one of my upcoming releases. Yes, it is. Um, it's, de- it's not A and I <laughs> grappling with quadrificial existence, but um, LOL. It was. It was. Was it the creating your universe? No, that was my very first release. <laughs> Let's see. I have to find. I have my here. I'm Dr. yeah. I'm pulling up my Doctor Pepper's Guide to the Universe, Volume it was, One. Kisses it might have been that. It was. It was one of my. Um, it was one of my A and I grappling with co-artificial existence. That was the one. Are you sure? Yeah, that's what I think it was. Yeah, because okay. it's one of my upcoming releases, and I have four of those <laughs> in the works right now. <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. So um... I need to make up my last two releases too. <laughs> if you've noticed, every five books I have like a Q and A book where she just does like advice. Every five books. Yep. So Madrin has the um, the copy of the data pad of the A and I grappling with co artificial existence with Dr. Joe Pepper, and um, is is reading through it, um, not distractedly. Like they acknowledge your presence, and they they kind of look up and say, "Good. It's been some time since we've been in." Uh, uh, follow trajectory. They may take care of themselves, but uh, you're paying us to take care of you all, so I wouldn't be doing my job, right? If I didn't know where you were? I don't have they were. locator tags on them. What Just seems a little strange. What kind of a upper level manager would do that? And they look pointedly at Furthen. <laughs> I look at Furthen as well, and I look back at them and I'm like, yeah, I don't know who. That sounds really, really oppressive and kind of shitty. <laughs> Frithen like turns their back away from the conversation. But in my opinion, you know, friends often know where the other friends are. I usually keep an eye on my crew, and I guess I just assumed you'd keep an eye on yours. And yet we have not seen old Blueby around for a while. 
<laughs> uh, why don't you roll, pick, pick a social skill. Just pick a skill, any skill. Yeah. This Does this feel like diplomacy? I'm trying to think what the, the, the equivalent to persuasion would be, I guess. Diplomacy. Diplomacy. Oh, oh, that's a natural. That's even better. That's, better. <laughs> that's a natural that 20. 20. That's a 33 <laughs> for me. <laughs> Dang. You see, so you can take the 27 or the 33, oh. whatever feels better, now, I guess. Remember, if you I think I might have. You can change for every five by which you beat the diplomacy difficulty level Kenny has set, mm -hmm. you can move them one thing closer on the friendliness scale. <laughs> Yep. They're going to be my best fucking friend soon. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, you, you put on your, your Dr. Joe Pepper charm and say the words that you say. And Madrin looks at you and smiles and nods and says, All right, cards on the table. We need this trip so that we can reestablish ourselves outside of Gorin Prime. It's become too oppressive there. Why didn't you tell us this to begin with? We don't know who's listening. Oh, so that's why you got rid of our AI? Roll, um, <laughs> sense motive. Damn. <laughs> and you picked a ship with a Gorin on board? Yeah. Hmm. That's a 17 for me. Yep. So with your 17, um, what they're saying seems plausible. And with the, the final clip that you gave, they look down at the book that you have loaned them and uh, look back up at you and, and say, sometimes we have to do regrettable things to survive. You know, I find that um you know, I'm 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 integrating into this group and I I like these people a lot and I find that we're good people. You know, if you feel like you're in danger, you can just say so and we'd probably help. Lying doesn't help your case. Lying's not a very good thing to do all the time. You gotta be honest. I didn't get it until I said it. Honesty is, is the best policy. That was actually my 16th book was about honesty. Um, nobody said Dr. Joe was unaware. So what what's happening here is Dr. Joe is admitting in some way they know they're con constantly choosing to lie <laughs> even though it's not the I lie I to make other people tell the truth <laughs> <laughs> that's on my degree <laughs> it's the subhead on a theater degree yeah exactly and unlike Dr. Phil I am licensed to practice in uh, this galaxy so that's awesome so um Madrin just kind of shakes their head and says, you know, you're right. I, I appreciate your perspective and your your words are very compelling and they hold up your book. And I know. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. You should see the quotes on the inside. 
I, I just hope that you all can get us to our new home safely. I mean, yeah. You know, we, we get everywhere as safe as we can. We, our, our ship is held together by duct tape, but I'm just saying, you know. And, and is, is, is the other who, who I forget their, uh, fair, their, the F name, they're facing away. Um, are they listening to this conversation? What, are they, what do they look like? Yeah, they're kind of, their whole feeling, their vibe that you get off of them is that they are being petulant. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're kind of fuming a little bit. They're a teenager, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um. They, they know better. It's fine. Oh, I don't know what to do. Is is <sighs> How's Navu doing with finding yeah, Bloob? I was, was going to say let's let's a little Bloob scene and um Navu you have left the uh the mess hall uh with Dr. Joe doing her thing. What is Navu going to be doing? Um Navu is looking into the lab first. Because it'll be the fastest kind of clear the room. Yep. Um, so you get to the lab, and the door you know slides open just as easily as if no one were in there. And you poke around, you peek through, and no one's in there. Okay. And into the crew quarters. We also have a cargo hold. We do have a cargo hold. We do. And Thrawny would meet you there when you're ready to explore the cargo hold. All right. I'm just going to clear the crew quarters first. Mm -hmm. While I'm in there, Mm -hmm. I want to try and hack Furthen's comm. Oh, okay. Let me me make up a quick uh, DC for that. (laughs) 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 And come up with some on-the-fly computer stats. (laughs) <laughs> Kenny uh, do you remember the player who wanted to download the cult computer yes yes I, I, I remember this I should have been prepared I was not <laughs> and when we were in the police station who's like I'm gonna hack your shit <laughs> because I now have a character with computer stats yeah <laughs> <laughs> And if Furthen keeps talking into it, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm just really, I, I'm going to feel dead air uh, amused by all this because they could have actually approached Navu for help. Because I feel like um, while it's not as flashy as Dr. Joe Pepper, Navu has a website. <laughs> yeah for their research and stuff yeah, yeah, and of and also i feel like yeah you'd want to approach someone who maybe understand because like they'll move joe like they're like we're oppressed i don't know if joe has like an exact like could like a new conception of what that looks like or if that's true or like what she could even do about that other than like yeah sure you're oppressed like i don't think she but maybe someone who also understands the culture in the home yeah and the the downside being for Navu, it's all kind of um, because Gorin have this past lives memory feature of them, mm-hmm. which um, 
I don't rely on it a ton, but I used it as justification as to why a scientist is also a Solarian. And without going like Buffy Slayer places of awakened as a Solarian and suddenly got martial arts moves, mm-hmm. <laughs> that their progenitor was a soldier in the Silent Wars who left them on Casterville. So like they they would have those memories from the previous incarnation, but they wouldn't be firsthand experience. We can resolve this when you get back with Dr. Joe and learn what you. What yeah, you obviously. Yeah. That's why I said it's like I'm filling space while you're making this stuff up. Yep, we're good. Um, because player crosstalk is fun. Yeah, DC, and we are we are good to go. So roll that computer hacking check. Fourteen. You are not able to attain any access. You feel like you were close, um, but you also don't think that you raised any alarms. Okay, good. That's almost more important. (laughs) Yeah. I would rather fail and not be noticed than fail and be noticed. Well, um, actually, let me see here. Go ahead and roll a stealth check with that. I know this is not necessarily how the mechanic works, but... Oh, let's play with it. Okay. Oh. Natural one on self. Let's. I'll put that in my back pocket. All right. <laughs> so, um, that happened. I was going to say, narratively, it would also make sense if Nabu's multitasking a bit and mm-hmm. distracted by concern that, you know, they don't have all the information that Dr. Joe just got. All. Yeah. So Navu does multitask, and so that is their the ship. Their AI core is missing. There we yep. go. There <laughs> I go. froze mid thought, and that's annoying. Yeah. Uh, but yes, multitasking, worried about the missing AI core, mm-hmm. does not have Doctor Joe's additional information. Still missing one of the passengers. Yes. Okay. Thrani, let's quick clear the cargo hold. And then I will join Dr. Joe. Yeah, I'm on it. And I do want to do whatever I can to lock the bridge so that only the three of us can access it. Okay. Um, so run me a computer check for setting up some sort of a lockout or alarm system. 15. Okay. Not bad. And what's your bonus to computers? Three? <laughs> three, yeah. You... you exit the bridge you create um a, a computer lockout on the on the bridge door so that a you're trying to deter people from going in but b you also added something a little extra that um you'll be notified if someone does breach perfect i would have actually landed us before landed. i got up it because okay. if we're in the diaspora i'm not <laughs> leaving that for the computer to do okay no fantastic then um as the ship lands at this point is roughly about when um, Dr. Joe is speaking with, uh, or fi- ending the conversation with uh, the other uh, Goran saplings. Um, and so you feel the ship coming to kind of a halt, and you hear the engines whine a bit, and um, you feel the uh, landing gear come out and extend and the kind of the jump and the rush of the the 
the fuselage of the uh, ship as it comes in and settles onto the asteroid. Madarin looks up at you, Dr. Joe, and says, That was not a bad landing. That was actually very soft. Durrani must have been practicing. (laughs) And Furthen kind of looks over and shrugs and kind of smirks, but also kind of nods in acknowledgement that that was a damn good landing. (laughs) Good. Um, And we can cut back to uh, Thrani and Nabu. So as we enter, I would assume we just make sure all the lights just turn on and as brightly as possible so we can see everything. Go ahead and roll a... uh, Do you want to do engineering or computers? Uh, Computers, because I do not have skills in engineering. Okay. So you... um, Hey, another 15. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're able to turn the the lights on in the cargo area. A-hole not being there, controlling things, uh, everything becomes very manual. Absolutely fair. Um, glad we can turn on this light switch as bright as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do we see stupid any, dimmer? I guess it would be a perception check to look around and see if we see any more skin bits. Yeah, I mean, go ahead and roll perception. Yeah. What? Um, ooh, ooh, five. Uh, awesome. Um, I'm blinded by my, the lights and how bright I turn them out. <laughs> no, um, what kind of um, cargo do y'all normally uh, haul? So there was the section for all of Yi's guns, mm-hmm. and it has our share of those guns still. There we go. What's that? Right, so... I was rolling perception to help, and I was hoping that it took... And that I came back. Oh, a 21. Dang. Yes. That was why I was hoping it took. Dang. <laughs> nice. Okay. Thrani's kind of distracted. The cargo hold itself is not in orderly shape. There are guns pretty much everywhere. Ammo rolling about on the floor. And then you have crates upon crates just stacked in, in the area. And not in any sort of organized form. It's like you are trying to create a maze of different crates, um, but it was a toddler who was doing it. Who would we have who's in charge of organizing that? Because I think if it were Thrawny, there would definitely be some sense of order, but Thrawny would not always know what it is. (laughs) Because they would just, so many different realities, they're like, oh, oh, it should be here. Yeah, and I think that's what it is, is that, Thrani, you're both the pilot, but you also do make take care of the cargo area. And so every time you con- come in contact with something new, you get a new sense of what reality is with it. And you're like, oh, this needs to be here. Yeah, Thrani does everything by what the moment tells them. And yeah, I can see it just driving <laughs> Dr. Uh, JP I think they'd be pretty okay. They'd be like, this is ridiculous, and this person needs help. But I think um, Dr. Navu is going to just be, I don't come down here much because of this. (laughs) So, um, yep, that is is what your cargo area looks like currently. Um, So, 
Nafu, when you get into the cargo area uh, with Thrani, I think Thrani is overcome with the chaos of it all and trying to identify the best places for things as he comes into contact with each and every piece. Um, but you kind of cut through visually with with this madness, and um, you do see um, little pieces of bark husk um, in kind of a, a, a trail of sorts. Nabu's going to follow that rhymed trail. And um, as you um, follow it towards the back of the cargo hold, you see Blue Spruce sitting on the floor, looking at their comms, and in their other hand, they have the cartridge for a hole. And with this, we're going to take a quick break. What? I know. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks everyone who joined us and everyone who is listening the, to the pod or watching the YouTube video. You all are awesome and the reason why we do this. Um, so let us sign off. Oh my gosh, everyone's camera's out of place again. <laughs> <laughs> wait, how, the, how did that happen? How did we not even notice it? I was just, I was like, wait, what? Okay, well, I don't care that people's name tags are in the wrong place for the last half of the video. Ugh. <laughs> I was like, tell me I didn't do that. No, it's fine. Oh my Later, God. I'll be on Dungeon Wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. All right. Uh, so let's say our goodbyes. Steph, you are in the proper place. So let's start with Steph. Hi, I'm Steph. You can find me on Twitter at Steph underscore Bard. When I'm not here rolling dice, you can catch me every other Wednesday on my podcast, Film Fatales. We just released an episode as of us recording this about the 2000 heist film Snatch oh, so um, with a our first actual guest host um, in GM Lee. Nice. He is awesome. He paints really awesome, awesome minis. If you don't know who that is, um, check out Chords of Fate or Mage Productions. Those are his things. And yeah, we had a lot of fun. And apparently it's a really good movie. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank you, Steph. Uh, let's go with Mackenzie, who is in Kelrick's spot. Hello. Um, my name is actually Mackenzie. Uh, you can find me at Mackenzie Wilkes on Twitter. Uh, and... I'm here every other Saturday, obviously, and uh, on Wednesdays, uh, you can catch me at twitch.tv slash godsfall and rise of the demigods. Um, on Wednesdays as well, uh, in podcast form, you can find me on Dungeons, Dice, and Everything Nice. And on Mondays, every other Mondays, uh, we're releasing a new episode on 420, Blaze It. Uh, uh, you can find me and my partner in the love of my life, Rachel, playing a game together on Dungeon Wives. And finally, last but not least, Kelrick. So hello, I'm Kelrick, and you can find me on Twitter at Cormalon. That's C-O-R-M-A-L-L-O-N. I also monitor the EQP, EQ points um, Twitter. I am super proud to say that I am all caught up on editing and getting the Starfinder show up on YouTube and the podcast out, and I am 
almost caught up to where we are with Cubanera, which is a Numenera-based game that I narrate with Kenny and two other absolutely fabulous people. And one other announcement that we all have, well, I guess two, sadly, uh, PB Plays has had to rotate off the cast uh, for personal reasons, but we have the Grief Mop joining us in two weeks, and we will actually be starting the second book in the Dawn of Flame AP. Don't say that too loudly. Knock on wood. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so excited about it. Cannot wait to start and, you know, continue this story and see what other surprises they have in the AP because the last one was really great. I'm, and I'm, maybe, just maybe, Callie won't hamstring us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Callie's I love you, Callie. Is all, the grief mop, Callie, is already, their character is... Mwah, horrible love it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> disgusting it's gonna be brilliant i cannot wait so uh <laughs> we'll, we'll tune in for the fun resolution of that of those story arcs to figure out how kelly joins the cast come check out dice roll the gayest pathfinder podcast on the planet where he has the hard questions like is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin are some creatures ethically sourced? What's the real estate value on a haunted castle? Dice Will Roll is a show where four friends team up every week to play Pathfinder 2nd Edition and be hopelessly gay the whole way through. Join Dave, KK, Ritz, and me, Derry, your mythic genderfluid GM, as we play through the Kingmaker adventure path and follow a gay human bard, a lesbian half-elf druid, and a transmask half-orc fighter on their journey to build and rule their own nation in the untamed wilderness of the Stonelands and defend it from bandits, monsters, and wicked fae in an Arturian adventure like no other. From getting four nat ones in a row to standing up to the darkest forces in the multiverse, Dice Will Roll is here to help you keep it rolling. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Experience Point Starfinder. If you're looking for more TTRPG podcasts in your life, we recommend checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. They are six friends who have no business behind the mic or rolling dice. If you like what we create, then you should check out Cuminera, an adventure utilizing Numenera, releases every other Friday. This unlikely team is working for the Order of Truth to help communities under the influence of the strange and weird effects of Numenera. You can easily find it and all other recent episodes of our shows on our website, experiencepoints.com.